wonderful thing. It is the most powerful force in the human world. Not love, not hate, fear. When you were a mortal boy, what did you fear? Monsters. Hmm. <laughs> we are defined by the things we fear. This symbol, these two planks of wood, it confounds me, suffuses me with mortal dread. But fear is in the mind. Like pain, it can be controlled. If I can face my fear, it cannot master me. Hello, friends. We are doing it. We're here with episode 10 of Revisiting Sunnydale. I am Camila. And I am Marcella. And we are your hosts for this glorious Buffy rewatch. Yes, join us for nightmares. Yes. Which isn't as bad of an episode as I thought it was going to be. It's no, been, I enjoy it. It's been a while since I've seen this one. So we're going to get into this. What's your worst fear? Spiders. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> Anything with more than four legs, I would mm. imagine. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. It's just... <laughs> Minor clowns. Yeah. And luckily we get both in this yes, episode. absolutely. So both, both of our fears are, are... Fully realized. Yeah, awesome. Spoilers. There's going to be spoilers, guys. And also, just a reminder, please check out our Facebook page. Like it! Revisiting Sunnydale. We like to post a bunch of Buffy-related stuff and some other pop culture geekified things. Yeah, tell us what you think. We'd love to know your thoughts. And are you watching along with us? Are you following us? Let us know. And if so, like, are you watching your DVDs? Or are you streaming from Amazon, Hulu, or Netflix, of which it is available right now? So let's get into this, and we're going to start off with some unboxing. Yeah. Marcella's got another loot crate. And it's a big one. Oh, it's a big one. It's a big box. It's a, it's a, the biggest crate of loot I've ever seen. Yeah. After the failure that was the combat box, I got a email from Loot Crate saying there was a special edition Doctor Who box. Hmm. This almost makes sense. Yeah, it really does. So this is a... I have box three thousand five hundred and fifty-one so out of ten thousand. Why do you? Why are you so special? Why do you get the? Uh, well, you. It was fifty dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to pay for there it. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I had to pay for it. It was fifty bucks. Um, but there were only ten thousand made. So, okay. Yeah, they have a couple. They do special edition boxes every now and again. There's a Star Wars one coming out, but it's a hundred dollars. Oh no! You're supposed to get. Know, a like stormtrooper? Yeah, really. Like seriously. <laughs> like seriously. So this is a fifty dollar box that was supposed to have eighty dollars of value. Okay. Which I think it does. Okay. I'm actually really pleased with this box. It really does make up for November's combat theme that if you listen to our last podcast, you'll know that I hated quite a bit. <laughs> so this box, every month the loot crate boxes turn around, you can turn them inside out and there's like a special little theme or whatever. This one if you turn it around, it's a TARDIS. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's fantastic. And, turn, and it just turns into a big, giant TARDIS, which I actually probably will use. And <laughs> For all of your TARDIS needs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they always, um, starting with December, Loot Crate will now include a t-shirt in every box. Okay. So 
That's going to up the game a little for shitty boxes. Yeah, you and know? they're not like charging you more. No, right? apparently not. They haven't said they are. I hope they don't. This one came with a really cute t-shirt. A Funko t-shirt. Aww, it's yeah. the weeping angel. It's a little weeping angel. Aww, it's cute. And it says, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. I cannot wait to wear her. I love so it. So I'm very happy with that. Next, we have a Doctor Who in your pocket keychain. And you press it and it has different... Yeah, just a bunch of different... The TARDIS sound. I use it to scare the shit out of my dogs. As, you know, most things like that are used. Right. Because, I mean, look at the size of this thing. Who's putting this on their keys? No, that's a lot Like happening. It's a good... Six inches long? Well, five inches? Maybe? I don't know. I'm not good I'm with not good with things. metric systems. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's big. Yeah. Let's just say it's big. So it's not going on my keys. Then we have a full-size replica of the 12th Doctor Sonic Screwdriver. Wow. Before, you just had like a spork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I get a full spring-loaded extending action electronic lights and sounds. I have not opened it yet because I will not stop playing with it once I do. <laughs> so it hasn't come out of the box yet. And then we have, oddly enough, police box sprinkles. <laughs> like I, I'm not sure I should consume these no. because of the amount of blue dye that's in that's them. So much blue dye. So much blue dye. But it's by Geeky Hostess. It almost and looks like salt that you yeah for your um sidewalks. Yes, <laughs> they do not really look like tartuses. Like no. they're little. Like maybe they, mm, they look like vitamins. Uh, uh, Whatever. Geeky Hostess. I'm yeah. intrigued by that. So, the big thing in the box is a gorgeous 6.5-inch TARDIS Titan vinyl. Wow. It's a giant, adorable TARDIS that will go with the David Tennant that I have, the 10th Doctor. He's also on the box. So, now I have a pair. Because as we found (laughs) out, I like to have pairs with my figures. So, now my Tennant has a TARDIS. Now you have to unbox that one. I know. I'm thinking about it because he has to stand next to David. So I'm thinking about cracking it open. I, can't, I don't have room for all these boxes, so <laughs> they're just going to have to come out. And then there's, so it's a little pamphlet that says Doctor Who Limited Edition Crate, Step Inside, and it just is a pamphlet that tells you. Okay. And so apparently I could have gotten the TARDIS or a weird little Peter Capaldi Titan vinyl, mm. and I'm, I got the better one, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I think so. And... A lucky 25 looters get a bad robot metal sculpture Dalek. I did not get that. (laughs) I was not one of the lucky 25 out of 10,000. That's fine. And then the last thing in the box is a Doctor Who comic. I'll probably read that at some point. Because I love everything Doctor Who. <laughs> so it, but it, it looks like it's a Clara and Capaldi, which I'm not that fond of. Uh I'm like falling out of it a bit i'm like three or four episodes behind on the current season okay and that never happened oh you were always just like i need it i need it i gotta get it i I mean part of it is we got rid of cable Mm -hmm. but part of it is i'm not totally in love with capaldi like i was matt smith and david Tennant. so yeah that's the special edition doctor who box i think it was totally worth 50 bucks yeah, I'm not one. mad about it. That's a good one. Yeah. The t-shirt is probably, it's just so cute. It is. But yeah, so I don't think I'm going to do the special edition Star Wars box because it's $100. That's a lot of 
money. For and it's supposed to have a $150 value. Does it have tickets to the movie? Yeah. Because I just, I need more for my 100 bucks. That's a lot. Seriously. And there's some kind of like, I don't know, special Fallout. Like, some morphin, Fallout 4 stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Which we have come to discover. We've, we've solidified that Marcella is not a Fallout 4 fan. I'm not a Fallout it? fan. We don't know what's going on with it. Please, somebody explain it to me. I, I don't get the... I don't get the appeal. I, don't, I mean... I play video games. Right. But I don't play that one. I no. don't even know anything about that one. I don't understand. Uh, there's... I keep seeing, like, these big pieces of, like, extra stuff that goes yeah. along with it. I don't... I don't... I don't know. And this is four. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I've really missed the boat, people. I don't know what is the deal with it. Someone clue me in. Um... So, yeah, so Marcella got an awesome Doctor Who box. I did. I loved it. And that was super cool. Uh, As we mentioned last episode, we do tend to record our episodes in bulk um, at the same, well, in advance. The magic of Hollywood. Because we don't want to miss an episode because, you know, sometimes life gets into the way Mm -hmm. and we don't want that to happen. We want to be with you guys every week. So, um, while you're listening to this one, you're probably getting ready to uh, uh, celebrate New Year's Eve. Yep. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. Happy New Year's Eve and stuff. Here's to a very, very safe, happy, and healthy 2016. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people who are happy to see that 2015 is gone. Um, I had a pretty good 2015. My 2015 didn't suck. I know a lot of people had some pretty bad 2015s, and we lost some people this year. And yeah. It, you know, it's... But personally, personally, I'm all right my with 2015 it. was all right. Thank you, 2015. Thank you. I think we did a great job. We did a bang up job. Yeah. Thanks for not shitting on my year. Right. <laughs> Let's do, do you, it again in 2016. Do you generally make like New Year's res- resolutions? No. Yeah. No. I uh, used to, but it's like, eh, maybe it's just something you should need to do daily. Because I'll just set myself up for failure. Yep. It's like it's when you set that. Well, I'll start on mm-hmm. the first of the year, and then when you like screw up. For like you, you do well for the first week, and then you screw up, and then you're just like, oh well, yeah. There's no sense in starting I'm not, over just again. Forget just, it. Yeah. yeah. Nope. I feel like you should make some sort of resolution every day, yeah. or you know, just daily. Whenever you feel like it's time for a change in your life, you make that change yep. in your life. Be the change. Yep. And I never, when I quit smoking, I always said I was never a well. I'll I'll do it this way. Mm-hmm. I will set up a plan and not. No, I went on vacation. Mm-hmm. I quit cold turkey. The cigarettes I had on me for vacation were the last ones I was going to smoke. When they were gone, they were gone, and I never smoked again. Good deal. Yeah. And how long has it been? Uh, almost 10 years. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Did never you never look back. Did it take up any, like, were you snacking more after? Oh, yeah, I put on 30 pounds. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it took me, I just now got it off. Nice. Yeah. So you're just a constant change. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just ate and ate. And it, it wasn't that hard. I mean, I was on vacation, so I had other things to do. Mm-hmm. And sure, in the back of my mind, I kept going, cigarette, 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 cigarette. Shut up! Right. But after a while, it just, it you know. The only thing I did prior to that was I made a rule not to smoke in the house anymore. Okay, so that, that help, that's yeah. very helpful. Yeah. When you're not just mm-hmm. sitting there idly yeah. doing it, just yeah. like, you know, idly eating or whatever. But yeah. That's the big step. Yeah, when you just, have to go outside yes, into the cold. in the cold. Mm-hmm. That'll now, if I lived lot. in Florida, it would have never worked. <laughs> never worked, because no. I like that more. <laughs> just sitting outside in the sun, like, that's great. Doing it in Pittsburgh in the cold? No. Good luck with that. That's not cute. No. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, so... Uh, if you guys, anybody out there looking to quit smoking, it can happen. It can happen. You can do you it. Can, you can do it. 
So, um, Nightmares. Season 1, episode 10. The original air date was May 12, 1997. Written by David Greenwalt, directed by Bruce Seth Green. And the summary for this one is, Buffy and her friends discover that their worst nightmares have become reality. I would, I would die if my worst nightmares... Pennywise is my worst nightmare, and I would just become a sniveling, throwing up mess of have you ever emotions. Had, had any, like, have you ever had any like <laughs> recurring nightmares? Or no, no. I have this odd talent of being able to control my dreams. Oh, I'm Marcella. Yeah, control yeah. My when because I just remember that they're not real, mm. and so when things aren't going my way, mm-hmm. I just flip the script, remind myself it's not real, and do what I want. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. My, I don't have it very often, but it, it used to be getting into something happening, like something scary is going to happen, and I'm unable to scream mm. or like even fight back. Like you know, you try to throw the punch, and it's like a yeah. weak. It lands yeah. like that. So yeah, that would those be are my. That's a, those are awful. Yeah, it's and my and my dreams are always like movie length. Like they're always like start to finish. Yeah, I, I, I have that too, as to where it's like. This and I really wish I pay more attention. Me too. When I sit down and write them when I woke mm-hmm. up, but it's just like, like wow, that could have been a really great yeah script. And yep. I can't remember a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've got like five seconds when you wake up. Yeah. I should keep like a recorder beside my bed. Yeah, but I don't know. Or why. maybe hit the voice recorder on my smartphone. <laughs> don't know why I don't do that. No. It's, I feel like maybe I'm setting myself up for failure at that point. Like, or it's the fact because we both have two dogs. I wake up and immediately get mauled. I have to pee. I have to pee. Please, please. Let me lick your face. It's like shiny. I get distracted really easily. And then I'm like, let me have some coffee. What was that dream I had? Yeah. And then it's gone. Yeah. One of these days. One of these days, something will be worth writing down and it'll make me a million bucks. Yep. So. We have a notable guest star. Very much so. Mr. Dean Butler. Hank. Hank Summers. This is you the first son time. Son of a bitch. This is the first time he shows up? Yeah. Episode 10, season one. He is around. He comes back. He's in a total of five episodes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Great dad. Some people may know him from Little House on the Prairie. Ah, yes. He did 65 episodes. He was married to some. I don't know. I didn't watch that show very much. I watched it when I was little, but I don't remember anything about it. My mom watched it. I. It was not my cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, I if I had my I can't relate way about it yeah. in any way. If I had my choice, when I, I would have never seen an episode. But. <laughs> it's like Johnny Mnemonic. If there was a way that I could dump things I don't need, it would be my memories of things like that. Yes. I don't need that. Yes, it's so. taking up space of things I need, <laughs> like simple like, math, like where I put my car keys. Yeah, things like that. But yeah, Hank Summers is—he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So, you know, as everybody knows, Buffy's mom and dad are divorced and Hank is coming up for a weekend visit or coming to grab Buffy for a weekend Yeah, visit. And it, from the way that Buffy's acting about it, it seems like he's not very consistent. No, she's very visits. worried about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I guess most kids who are a product of div- who uh, parents have divorced, they are always worried that it's their fault yeah. that their parents have divorced. And, you know, I... Because I grew up in a one-parent household, so I don't know what it's like to have two parents in mm-hmm. the home. So I just don't 
that's not something that I get. Right. When people are just very, when kids are concerned or when it's like their lives are crumbling when their parents divorce. So not to say that, you know, it's, I'm sure it's devastating, but I just don't understand it. And it's not until they're adults that they realize it had nothing to do with you. Right. They got, everybody's got their own set of problems. Unless you truly are like the most dickish, (sighs) evil child on the face of the planet. Hitler's parents may have. (laughs) Maybe they would have divorced. If they divorced, it definitely would have been because of him. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so Buffy's like excited. But nervous. She's nervous, like nerve sighted. Yeah, and she's talking to Willow about it. And who's who? We found out Willow's parents don't really fight; they just kind of glare. Yeah, when they have disagreements. (laughs) And they're the flip side. Like, is it better to have one parent that loves you, like Joyce, Mm -hmm. and have Hank who never comes around, or two parents who hate each other, or two parents that hate each other and ignore you completely? Yeah, that's that's yeah. It's almost like, yeah, that's much better to have at least the one solid mm-hmm. foundation yeah. of a parent who is just going to be there for you. Yep. Because there's a moment in season three where Sheila, Willow's mom, is like, you cut your hair. Yeah. Oh, God. About six months ago, mom. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Her, well, the Rosenbergs are awful yeah. parents. Ira and Sheila. <laughs> we never see Ira, ever. Mm-mm. He's only discussed here and there. But he sounds like a piece of work. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sound very um, loving or attentive. Yeah. So they're in class, and of course, once again, Cordelia is being a sure. uber bitch, <laughs> and Xander and Wendell are guest star child, I guess, guest student for the episode. Yeah, is standing in Cordelia's light. And she's not having it. She's not having it. She's trying to put makeup on. And she's like, why don't you just revolve yourself away from my life? (laughs) And we get what is, she's a pretty cute teacher. Yeah, she's all right. She's got a very tight sweater on, pretty short skirt for a teacher. She looks maybe mid 30s. I feel like um, most parents or most teachers should, high school teachers, like, I mean, can't you dress appropriately? Right. Just just, come on. Just wear pants all the time. Or, I mean, it's uh, high school boys don't need any extra no to like start fantasizing about and he so xander doesn't even remember anything other than the fact that she had the midnight blue angora sweater on and the big ears he does the the active listening yes what's funny is that the the subject at hand was active listening (laughs) yes and what he remembered was what she was wearing yes and how she was filling it out so she asks wendell to read from the book and he opens the book and horror comes out That is that is hellmouth personified. Just, yeah, uh, it's awful. There's just like ugh. spider upon spider, tarantulas, just, not just spiders, bleh. tarantulas, hairy, hairy, gross, Mm-mm. just gross, and not just okay with vicious it. and. Uh, and he just starts screaming. Rightfully so. I'm surprised he was staying seated. Yeah, like I would have gone running. Yeah. Tearing down the halls. Again, there's no class announcement. There's no evacuation because we don't worry about things like that at Sunnydale. No. Like uh, like hundreds of tarantulas Uh come from this kid's book or out of nowhere and school doesn't get shut down? Yeah. I don't understand it. So now we get another annoying one scene. And I don't understand this. I I don't get this scene, actually. I don't. I don't understand like how. Rocks. Well, no, I don't understand how the master knows what's going on. Right. He's just like nightmares are coming. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. It's kind of like in season four when Jonathan changes the entire world, mm-hmm. and Adam's just like, "That's all fake." Yeah. <laughs> well, how come you're the only one that knows? 
it's the understand. same thing with the master. I don't understand how he and he almost feels it. He's just like it doesn't make any sense yeah. because it's not like it's something just happening just because it's the Hellmouth. Right. It's because this little kid, and it's kind of specific to son, to the high school. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense why he knows. And he's just telling the annoying one like. He's breaking it down for him. Yeah. They're like just chatting away like, and he's huh? giving him life lessons. Wait, and why? All right. I hate that kid so much. He's awful. So, um, yeah. So we've got this, like after the spiders come about, we see this little kid, not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Haunting, no, he's not oh, Joseph Gordon, but he sure school. does look like him. <laughs> he could very much be. And I looked him up. And um, he did not grow up to look like that. No, I don't... he did not, because I looked him up, too, and I kept thinking, I know this kid from something, but right. I don't. Nope, absolutely not. Nothing. I was like, this can't be the right person. Yeah. And I just kept, I was like, all right, so. Um... I guess it is. But was he in, like, Dante's Peak or something? Yes. Okay. So that's the only other thing that I have, and he was a child at the time. Right. So that's the only other thing. Yeah. But, so, yeah, so not Joseph Gordon-Levitt is haunting quote-unquote the school yeah he's like sorry about that (laughs) he's kind of showing up when all these weird things happen like whoops Mm -hmm. and only buffy sees him yes i don't know why okay um yeah so there's that and then there's another girl who like sneaks off to go smoking in the (laughs) boiler room and then gets beaten to almost to death by the ugly man yes (laughs) so we've had an angel in the episode angel when buffy's going like that montage scene when she's preparing for her fight with Angel, mm-hmm. she gets the crossbow and she shoots it at a sign that says "Smoking Kills." Yes. <laughs> In Puppet Show, uh, Snyder says how much he hates smoking. Yeah. And now in this episode, this poor girl just goes to sneak off for a smoke and she does. She almost gets beaten to death. Smoking does kill. Like, I feel like there's yeah. a bigger message in here. Yeah, I feel like you're trying to tell us something, Joss. <laughs> and I, I think I got the message. I got it. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. So weird things are just happening at the school. And um, like everybody, their nightmares are becoming realized. Yes. And so the, everybody's got like our Scoobies go to the library looking for Giles, who comes stumbling out of the stacks. He got lost. Apparently he's, he was lost. He's afraid of getting lost in the stacks. That is one of Giles's fears. And um, he also can't read. Yes. Right now. Yes. He's like pouring over hundreds of newspapers and he can't understand why he can't make any sense of them. Yep. And Buffy's like, what do you mean? You speak like five languages. And he's like, not today. Doesn't he even say something like six, but. <laughs> yeah. Today seems to be a lot. Sorry. I, I, I missed I your. your pardon. <laughs> My fault. But and there's a there's a really funny mistake in the episode, mm. which is if he can't read, how's he know it's Buffy's grave later? Ooh. He can't read. And no one tells him it's Buffy's right. grave. He just assumes. Mm-hmm. He's like, It's my nightmare. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah. That's just a tombstone to you. It just says blur. Gubble, gubble, gubble. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see that that says Buffy it's Summers. Just letters, you don't know. So we have our gang interviewing because they love to interrogate people. I'm so glad they kind of got away from this. Me too. Because this is just dumb. <laughs> so they're interrogating poor Wendell and they're like, have you always been afraid of spiders? And he's like, no, I love them. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Why would you? So what is your fear exactly? So uh, 
them retaliating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because his brother oh, he tells right. him a story about he had like a, you know, the best collection of spiders in the Tri County area or, or Tri State, whatever. And um, you are single. He went. <laughs> <laughs> he went away onto uh, I don't know insect camp, <laughs> and <laughs> his brother was supposed to take care of him. He did not. They died, they all and died. so he's had nightmares that these inse- these spiders have come back to retaliate. Ugh. So that's his fear. And while they're interrogating him, Cordelia comes up and says, "What are you doing here? We're gonna be late for class. We have a quiz." Buffy has no idea what class this is. So it this should, is her nightmare. It should have been weird that Cordelia even gives a fuck. Spoke to them. Uh, right. Yeah. Like, why would she, like, I hope you studied for a history class. Yeah. At this point, she's she basically only pops up to antagonize them. Yeah. She's just kind of there like, hey, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Buffy's just wandering around. She doesn't even know where this uh, no. class is. No. And then, you know, Cordy sees her wandering in the hall. She's like, you don't even know her class. <laughs> yeah. Is, do you? She's like, you've skipped every time. Yep. And um, so Buffy's going in to take the test, and uh, she knows nothing. Yep. Uh, the, and the clock is, like, speeding up, and she's like, oh, at least I know my name. Yeah. And then she cracks her pencil <laughs> and goes to sharpen it, and it's, like, an hour later, and it's time to, <laughs> to yep. leave. The bell rings. And, and Billy um, pops up again. Yeah. This creepy kid that no one... She's the only person that sees him. Yep. So there's, like, while all this is going on, there's a, a couple other rando... Um, nightmares that we're just seeing on the off skirt like there's the greasers mom there's the guy who's like why is he dressed like a jet (laughs) like in 97 i'm pretty sure that was not considered what the gang bangers were wearing no so he's like seriously he looks like a jet and he's got his sunglasses on inside the school and he's going on about those guys want rumble rumble and then his mom shows up and yep. is like giving him the kissy, kissy, kissy. Completely embarrasses him. Um, and uh, then, you know, Buffy's history test. Giles can't read. Oh, and um, Xander walks into class naked. Completely naked. Well, he's got his boxers Oh, that's on. right. He has his weird whitey, tidy whitey boxers. Yeah, they're just, they're very nondescript. Just mm-hmm. like the plain old just boxers. And Willow's just like, <gasps> Xander! <laughs> I had my and he starts pinching himself out. <laughs> Wake up out. It's like amazing upper body torso area. Yeah. Um, Super fit. Yeah. He was uh doing good things in ninety seven. And um so yeah Cordelia and Cordy, her hair. Cordy's hair. Woo. Oh, that, that had to have girl. been a wig. They could not have done <laughs> no, that to her hair. Yeah, that poor girl. So she has pretty hair. Yeah, her hair is gorgeous. Yeah. It's nice and thick and yep. shiny and smooth yep. and it's so ugh. and it oh and her clothes like she's all of a sudden dressed like she's a she's like a super nerd she yes. looks like no she looks like um Gilda Radner from <laughs> Saturday Night Live and what? is it the chess club that's yes, like they're, they're dragging her to chess club <laughs> oh no I don't want to go Rosanna Dana Dana that's what <laughs> that's what Cordy looks like. <laughs> For all you young kids out there, uh, Gilda Radner was a, <laughs> a female comedian. One of the best. And uh, she, uh, back in the 70s, 80s, yeah. Yeah. and um, Saturday Night Live. Look her up. She's hilarious. Yep. And so um, we've got that, and we've got poor Willow, who's got, who um, ends up being pushed out on stage to sing. Yes, and, and opera. And there's a... a the trivia says there's a goof there, too, that when he looks at her the first time mm-hmm. and she doesn't say anything... She shouldn't have said anything. She wasn't supposed to come in yet. Oh, really? In the original song. Like, it wasn't her turn yet. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 
And that guy's a total dick too. He's <laughs> with his pancake makeup. Uh huh. Like ugh. her, she did, mm-hmm. which is good because we just learned in the puppet show that she does not like to perform and she's scared out of her mind. Yeah. So she's afraid of that and frogs. And what else? She's afraid of. Yeah, she has a fear of frogs. We find out later on. She's a very. She says it in a very early episode, like maybe the first or second. Huh. She she says like I have frog fear. Interesting. Yeah, and then she says it again later in a. I think a season two episode, hmm. possibly killed by death. All right. Um, so Cordy is, you know, scared of the nerds. Uh, Willow on stage. Xander gets attacked by. A cl- he starts to follow a candy bar trail. Yes. Only a teenage boy would follow candy on the floor. <laughs> but first of all, like when he gets into, comes back into the school for whatever reason, the school is like in just like, chaotic disarray there's swastikas, swastikas on the, on yes. the wall I, they're obsessed with nazi germany i don't understand <laughs> why yeah there's like spray painted swastikas all over the place i don't understand so xander in all this madness he finds a trail of candy bars mm-hmm. and he starts to follow and eat and follow mm-hmm. and eat and follow and eat until he comes across this one candy bar that's uh. like the chocolate hurricane yeah that he I hasn't had this. since his sixth birthday and then it, you hear this awful laugh, <laughs> and out comes my worst nightmare. Fucking Pennywise. With a knife. With a knife. A big knife. Yes. And he starts chasing Xander. <laughs> and Xander's reaction just fucking hilarious. Yes. Like, uh, well, <laughs> I love when he comes across uh, Willow and Giles, mm. and he's just like, run! And <laughs> Giles is like, oh! <laughs> and he starts running, too, but then Xander has the best. He's just like, you know what? Fuck this. Enough. Yeah. Done. Right. He stops. Yeah. He's just like. Mm, he I turns know. around and punches the clown. <laughs> yes. You were a bad. <laughs> you were a bad clown. Your balloon animals were terrible. Anybody can make a giraffe. Yes. <laughs> and that's when we kind of figure out if you can overcome the fear, mm-hmm. then your nightmare can't hurt you. Exactly. So why all this is happening? The the gang starts to figure out that it has something to well when they when the smoking girl who gets mm-hmm. beat up she ends up in the hospital yeah they go visit her she tells them what this guy is saying lucky, said, 19. lucky 19 to mm-hmm. her and they just kind of stumble upon uh the little boy not joseph gordon levitt in a coma and they ask the doctor what his deal was Turns doctor out, patient confidentiality yeah sir like, like they have nothing to do with this boy just go ahead and tell him what yeah, happened sure it was fine and i'm find it questionable that this boy's parents were nowhere around mm-hmm. at any point so this kid's been in a coma apparently he got attacked beat up put into a coma after a softball little league whatever yeah play ball game and um so yeah so and then buffy later on sees the story in the newspaper puts two and two together yep. because that's the kid same kid she's been seen hanging around in the halls and uh they start to go on the astral projection route yeah because so, this kid's super super smart oh and she has this so poor buffy has what might be the worst nightmares apart from oh like we have nightmares that are just fears right poor buffy her dad comes to pick her up and he's just a total asshole to her oh my god scene one apple take one i came early because there's something i've needed to tell you about your mother and me why we split up well, you always told me. Uh, I know we always said it was because we'd just grown too far apart. Yeah, isn't that true? Well, come on, honey, let's let's sit down. Uh, you're old enough now to know the truth. 
Was there someone else? No. No, it was nothing like that. Then what was it? It was you. Me? Having you. Raising you, seeing you every day. I mean, do you have any idea what that's like? What? Gosh, you don't even see what's right in front of your face, do you? Well, big surprise there, all you ever think about is yourself. You get in trouble. You embarrass us with all the crazy stunts you pull, and do I have to go on? No, please don't. You're sullen and rude, and you're not nearly as bright as I thought you were going to be. Hey, Bubby, let's be honest. Could you stand to live in the same house with a daughter like that? Why are you saying all these things? Because they're true. I think that's the least we owe one another. You know, I don't think it's very mature getting blubbery when I'm just trying to be honest. Speaking of which, I don't really get anything out of these weekends with you. So, what do you say we just don't do them anymore? It's so upsetting. And I thought you'd turn out differently. Yeah. So here's I thought you'd turn out differently. <laughs> right? So here's my question. So after all of this is done happening. Does he not remember he right. said all this shit to her? Like, was it not really him there? That's was what I wondered. Just... He has the same brain disease that Joyce does. <laughs> because, I... like, everybody else remembers yeah. what's going on. And he was, like, very much involved in that nightmare. So, I'm thinking maybe it was just it wasn't actually him. Oh man, that's what I'm gonna go with, right? Because he just pretended like it didn't yeah. happen. If it if he does remember it, right? Oh, he's such so, an asshole to her. Yeah, so poor, poor Buffy, and she has this look on her face like, what? Her world is crushed. It is her worst nightmare. He tells her she is responsible for their divorce. Yeah, and, and he's not getting anything out of these little weekend visits. Yeah. So let's just cut it now. Let's just not do it anymore. Um. So then we get. A little bit of information from Little Lucky 19. Yes. He finds out that, we find out that, uh, yeah, like you said, it, it was after the baseball game yeah. and. Um, his coach blamed him. Yeah. For losing. So this is like low key about child abuse. Yeah. Like really low key. Like yes. they don't really. You might miss it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think what the understanding is, is that the coach beat up the little kid because he lost into a coma yeah like are you fucking kidding me really who, who? he's like a 11 year old boy yes and a very small one mm-hmm. like he's just, the runt of the litter yes and you put your hands on this baby yeah and so much so that he's in a coma and i love the way i do love the way that it's not the coach that you see mm-hmm. atta- it's like you know coming for him it's this horrible monster this deformed club handed exactly you know Which terrible like thing what a child would have like in their mm-hmm. nightmares about you know there'd be this disorientation of what the actual problem is and yeah that's just ugh. it's so upsetting it's terrible but seriously like they don't really get into it as much as I, as they should no like you're gonna pull on this thread yeah let's pull on this thread yeah <laughs> so we get um that little explanation, and then we have this moment of, we find out what, it's and it's a combo moment. We find out what Giles' biggest fear is, mm-hmm. and it's losing his slayer. And on top of that, we find out what Buffy's biggest fear is, it's and it's becoming a vampire. Yep. Because she pops out of her own grave. Yeah. For the first time. 
Unfortunately, yep. <laughs> it happens to her again. And she's all vamped out. Mm-hmm. And the master's out. Well, before she gets all vamped out, the master's out. Right. And he tells her, she's He's in the, the graveyard. Her, yes. Yeah, she's in the graveyard with Billy. And the master, she's like, you can't be here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you don't get it. I'm here because you fear it. Mm-hmm. You've made this possible. And again, is is, is this, that him? Right. Or is this just a projection yeah. of her imagination of what her fears are? Yeah. Because they, were the spiders real or were they just... Right. Because if it were actually the master, like, why would he waste time just burying her? Right. Wouldn't he have just straight up snapped her neck? Just killed her. And does he feed... He, does he feed off her? Because she becomes a vampire. Or he just throws her in the he grave. He just throws her in the grave. Like, he never actually feeds on her. Yeah. And if he had, that would have broken his own spell, and he'd be free. Yeah. Done. So... He can't be real. No, this must be just part of her imagination. But it's like... And it's so... Like, who gets to see the stuff, and mm-hmm. who is in part... Because when um, Giles and Willow and Xander come out of the school, and they're looking for Buffy, then they're like, hey, when did it become... Yeah. When do we put a cementery across the <laughs> and street? when did it become night? <laughs> So they can, like, see Buffy's fears yeah. bleeding over into the other side. Yeah. I don't know. And is that only because it's Giles' fear as well? Because she's dead? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's very it's, it's really confusing. It's like, just go on the journey. We just can't. <laughs> just go on the journey. We can't, I guess, dissect it too much. And it's still the first yeah. season. Of course, Buffy's like, don't look at me. I'm hideous. <laughs> And I love at the end where Willow's like, you still kind of dug her, didn't you? Right. And he's like, no. No. No, I totally did. What's wrong with me? I'm a terrible person. Her hair doesn't change when she gets all vamp face, like poor Darla's dry, frizzy hair. (laughs) How how come Buffy gets to keep her manicure and her... (laughs) Yeah, her manicure was spot on. Yeah. Does she have makeup on, too? (laughs) Does her vamp have eyeshadow on? (laughs) So, um... Yeah, so I think they get to, they figure out that this is all not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Because mm-hmm. Buffy gets to whoop some serious yeah. vampire ass she's super stoked with her vampire it. powers. She's very stoked about <laughs> it. She uh, beats up the ugly man mm-hmm. and in the hospital while Giles and the rest of the gang are trying to wake him up yeah. from his coma. And was it just them shouting at him that woke him up? or what? I think it was her like unmasking the ugly man. Okay. Like she, because she like rips its face off, or rips the club or something off. She does something, yeah. And he like snaps out of it. Oh, I forgot about the giant bees. That was just thrown in there. Just yeah. For Everyone's tables. well. When they go back to the hospital, it's like zombie apocalypse has happened. Yeah. Everyone's running around the hospital. The doctor's like my hands, <laughs> and his hands have gnarled up, and they're just trying. Like, so and that's what confuses me. What are these people seeing? Right. I don't understand what's going on here. Because Giles and them are seeing the doctors yes. and all their fears. Yeah. But no one sees Billy. I don't get it. I really don't understand. So then the ugly man comes to the school and, <laughs> or to the hospital, and this would have been me. Buffy's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Might as well. <laughs> I got all this brand new and she, Yes. And she, like, tear asses down the hallway at, like, super speed. And just tackles him. Yes. I love Aunt Buffy. It. She's great. Yeah. This is the only time that we see her mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, I mean, obviously she doesn't get turned into a vampire. But still, it's it's interesting that yeah. they did it so early on mm-hmm. in the series. And I guess just to kind of get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was a 
It was. It's. This is a good episode. She's um, scary. Hmm. Um. So then we find out. So then Billy wakes up, and this damn coach has the balls. Yes, to come and visit this kid. Were you going to put a pillow to his face? Right. If no one was in the room. And why weren't his parents there? Yes. Where are? Is he an orphan? I just. So the coach is all like, yeah, just checking on him, making sure he's still okay, blah, blah, blah. And no surprise, he's awake. Mm-hmm. And um, they say a couple smart things to him. Uh, Xander and Giles snatch him up before he can mm-hmm. run off. And I guess they turn him over to the police. Yeah. For beating up a baby. Yeah. Bastard. So the spell has broken. Everything's back to normal. And dickhead Hank comes to pick up Buffy. And she tells everyone to have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Because Hank's going to try to buy her love and affection and attention with clothing and shoes and stuff. And even if he didn't do all of that, she still heard it. Right. She still went through that. So how is she not all weekend just like, I hate you. I hate you so much. Exactly. Exactly. Because that would most definitely mm -hmm. would have been me. Yeah. As to where, you know what, I am still feeling this pain. Yes. I feel like we need to postpone this big We need to, yes, we either need to postpone or we need to talk about some stuff that's pent up in here. (laughs) We need a family therapy session where. I absolutely am not okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. We can't just go shopping. And no. Mm Mm-mm. No, it was. It's a rough situation. So Billy unmasks the ugly man. She beats him up to a pulp, and then she tells she makes Billy. Oh, that's right, and that's what wakes un- him up. yeah, that's okay. what wakes him up. Okay. <laughs> I had a dream, and you were there, and you were there. <laughs> Who are you, people? Yeah, <laughs> where are my parents? <laughs> Stranger danger. Yeah. Um, was there a song? No, no songs no this week. Episode. No songs this week, and I didn't have a cordy burn. No. Because the revolve yourself out of my life really wasn't that great. No, kind of, kind of lame. And the only dead count was the ugly man. Yeah, I put that down as a half because he's not even real. <laughs> it's just a half, right? It was a figment of the imagination. And um, the... now, if you die in your dreams, don't you die in real life? Shouldn't the coach have just dropped dead? Yeah, that should have been it right there. Yeah, but maybe I mean it's not his dream. I guess it was. It was Billy's. So many times, movies and TVs. Pound that theme. It like if you die in your dreams, you're gonna drop. Right. Yeah. I have died in my dreams a couple times. I think maybe. I don't know because I control them, <laughs> but I still have died like an old lady death. Like an old lady. I death? have. I've died an old lady death. <laughs> like my dream is to die when I'm very, 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 very old, seventy-five years yes. old, <laughs> peacefully in my sleep, watching Buffy. <laughs> That's how I want to die. And then if I can hit the Powerball and have <coughs> unlimited resources. I want an above-ground casket in a mausoleum with an LED that plays Buffy on a loop Ridiculous. for all eternity. <laughs> I just want to watch Buffy forever. Oh and my, my heaven, wherever it may be, mm. please have Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I just want to sit on a couch and watch Netflix mm-hmm. just continually. That's my biggest fear. That uh, is death. Going. Just like... We're just kind of so. What do we do? What? Hello. <laughs> so we just kind of sit here. Yeah. Or that, like, I'll die right before something huge comes out. Uh. No. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I feel like dying like the day before the Walking Dead finale. 
He's I like, need to know how it ends. Yes. <laughs> but that's going to happen someday. Yeah. It is going to happen. Ah, uh, the fears of a geek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I need to know how things, so please have Hulu and Netflix. <laughs> that's all. In my personal heaven. That's all I ask. It's all I need. So the moral of the moral of this story comes actually from the master's mouth is um the, and I quote if I can face my fear it cannot master me which is a pretty great yeah quote that's it's a just in general, fantastic just, quote just a great way to think about life in general yeah thank you master yeah it's like if you can face your fear then it can't master you mm. that's uh, solid I like that yeah I dig it. What are your nightmares? What's your worst fear? Let yeah. us know. Let us in <laughs> on all the terrors and horrors that come into your mind. No, seriously, we want to know. Yeah. So uh, send us a voicemail. Um, you can call 412-385-7250, leave a message, or record an MP3 file. Less than two minutes, please. And email that to revisitingsunnydale at gmail.com. We'll more than likely play it on the air. So, um, next week, we're going to get into Out of Mind, Out of Sight. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what that episode's about. The Invisible Girl. Oh. Claire Duvall. Yeah, Claire. So, yeah. So, everybody, have a happy and a safe new year. When we talk to you again, it's going to be 2016. Yep. Um, Until then, please subscribe, follow, rate, review, like, do all the social media dance and um, follow us on Twitter at Back to Sunnydale or me, Camila, at the underscore rugged angel. Or me, Marcel, at mspear7338. And until 2016, children, have a safe one. Be careful. Sweet dreams. <laughs>